0: Epic Gumdrop, sweeter than sinking your battleship.
1: Hello, Jeff. Hey, James. What are we looking at today?
0: Battleship.
1: Oh, excellent. Uh, For links we mention, or show notes, or other podcasts, or Let's Play videos, or more, you can go to
0: BreakingDads.com. BreakingDads.com? BreakingDads.com. I want to find out more about what that more is. Oh, there's more. There's more. There's more. It's too much really. Click
1: on everything you can click on. I'm not saying there's cool easter eggs hidden throughout it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like to find those. All right. Yeah. What year do you think the first commercial version of Battleship came came out?
1: I feel like it's a very 60s game. It so does I'm going to say 1964.
0: That would be a great guess. Thank you. Did I get it? No. Uh, 1931. I was really close. And I was surprised by this. I thought, uh, you know, and I'm not exaggerating, 1931. Um, yes. Well, uh, there might be earlier precedents. Some people have pointed out other historical stuff. <laughs> um, the earliest commercial version of Battleship is a, it's a format game that came out in 1931 uh, called Salvo, published mm. by StarX company in the US. And they brought us the familiar grid the seascape. It was a pencil paper version. And uh, one of the main differences is that in Salvo, six targets were initially selected and attacked all at once. Right. Um, And that Salvo variant in the Milton Bradley battleship is based on that. Okay. So, yes, a few years earlier than I would have thought as well. Yeah. Um, And then through the 30s and 40s, there's a wide variety of paper-based versions. Um,
1: That makes sense to me because it does seem like a game that could easily be done pen and pencil. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You get uh, pen and pencil, pen, pen, pen and pencil and, pen, and paper. Pen. It's hard drawing on a pen. <laughs> That's really hard. Screenshot. <laughs> so in 1933, you get Combat, the battleship game. In 1943 sees Broadsides uh, or Broadsides. Broadside, sorry. Yeah, a game of naval strategy, uh, also by Milton Bradley. So I mean they they were on this, and then uh, in the 1940s there was Warfare, Naval Combat, and Wings. I do like how long the titles were for games back then. You need to make it sound like it's uh, really yeah. epic. Like this game's going to take you well, No, the trend is, weeks.
1: it's like, uh, give, us, give us a catchy name and then explain the name to us exactly. in a subtitle, if you could, please.
0: There's, yeah, Combat Broadsides. Yeah. And a game in whereupon two players <laughs> each take writing devices and paper... And draw grids upon them because we've just given you blank paper, and then you. Yeah. Yeah, Games
1: back then didn't need rules. The subtitle just told you everything. (laughs) Exactly. No.
0: You will take a guess, and
1: then. (laughs) I gotta say, not enough games have "whereupon" in them. Whereupon
0: whereupon you flip the table. (laughs) Oh, but yeah, it wasn't until 1967 that you come out uh, with the big one that you're thinking of. Okay. Of the plastic. I was very close to that. You are, Uh, (laughs) and from all the pictures I can see. It looks like the original version looks very similar to the later versions. Right. Like, you know, the blue and red and, you know, kids looking, yeah, you sunk my stuff. Awesome. Um, Can't find that damn destroyer. (laughs) No. Grumble, grumble. Two weeks later. Milton Bradley's uh, Battleship is, uh, the Wikipedia gives credit for um, Ed Hutchins, who did the plastic board and peg version. Right. But so the credit goes all over the place on all this yeah. stuff too. And so there's a lot they of weren't uncredited really and, keeping
1: track at Milton Bradley. You know, like Milton Bradley has lots of information about how well it's sold.
0: Yeah. And that's really all they cared about. Yeah. Internally they knew who the designers were, but it wasn't yeah, about- in that
1: it was that guy over there. Yeah, yeah exactly. And he's doing seven other jobs right now. Exactly. So I'll leave him alone.
0: Yeah. He's busy hiring the plastics people. Yes. Like, so, um, that's 1967, mm-hmm. and then you know to finish the timeline, you get 1977 brings us electronic battleship, which my friend owned and I never did, and I was jealous of. Mm. Yeah, I played it. It was yeah. Mm.
1: What I liked about it because uh, when you play electric electronic battleship, your friends couldn't cheat, right? Because they put uh, in where the things were yeah, ahead of time, yeah. and all of a sudden, that guy that was really good at battleship wasn't as good at battleship. Oh, uh, your,
0: yeah, your friends sound sketchy. But that wasn't enough. In uh, 1989, we get electronic talking battleship oh that would have been the one he had there you go so yeah. electronic and electronic talking and in 2008 they brought us battleship with hexagonal tiles battleship the tactical combat game Ooh, they went old school with the name they did <laughs> blasting shooting yeah this one introduced a secret deployment unit mechanic uh or secret unit deployment mechanic i don't i've I don't, never yeah. played it i don't know i looked at it and went uh i don't know maybe
1: so they if yeah it's like they said let's make it like a Modern old school, it's war game yeah, with the hex but and movement. More plastic, but accessible to nine year olds still. Kind of, yeah. I don't know who they were trying to appeal to. It, well, the fact that it's no longer on the market tells yeah. me they didn't either. Maybe oh, it might be. I don't know. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. Maybe okay. It's fair. It's not beside battleship in Target.
0: Yeah, I don't. I just don't know. So. Anyway, we'll 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 focus, I think, really on the 1967 oh, yeah. one for the moment, because that's the one people, I yeah. think, most people think of when you say battleship. Yeah, you're like, oh yeah, there's red and blue plastic.
1: Yeah, I we never you always lose red pegs and you don't have enough uh, after a while. Yeah, to right. Mark all your hits right. and then that you have is, to yeah. like start marking them either just remembering you've been there like or coloring doing your white that. pegs. It's a uh, it's annoying.
0: So for just I'm sure everyone knows, but you know the components are. For the memories that need dusting off uh four 10 by 10 grids two for each player uh, and the y and x uh x and y axes are labeled by letter and number and there's five ship types the aircraft carrier is five spaces the battleship is four spaces the submarine is three spaces the destroyer is three spaces and the patrol boat is two spaces yeah, patrol boat so they it just got refined down to this kind of perfect little amount of stuff and it's yeah when you it's kind of admirable how refined it is as a game in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the game seems really straightforward, and my questioning mind immediately thought, "Okay, you know, there's not a lot to talk about about the game itself yeah. in its base form because it's pretty straightforward. It's a guessing game." Yeah. Um, but why 1967? So I, I was like, "Ah, oh, you know, like there's there's a lot of possible reasons." So I started digging, and. Um, the war was in the air. You had the yeah. Bay of Pigs invasion in 61, leading to the Cuban Missile Crisis, the Gulf of Tonkin incident, and the escalation of American involvement in 64. And that, you know, the the president came on and addressed people on, on TV. So yeah. like these things were very much in the, the public's mind at that time period. Um, and then, you know, war was already in the air at Milton Bradley. Yeah. Like if you look at all of what came out from them in the 60s, you had their war-themed American Heritage game series. So, they, 1961, you get Civil War. Uh, 1961, you also get Battle Cry, which is also about Civil War. 1962 is Broadside, about ships. 1962 is Dogfight, about World War II air combat. 1965 is Hit the Beach, World War II uh, Pacific Campaign. And, and later on, then 1975 is Skirmish to kind of book kind yeah, of the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. But so, right in there, you've got, you know, 1967. Mm-hmm. So, right in that stream of uh, war games that they were putting out. But I think a lot of those were ages 10 and up mm-hmm. whereas Battleship even in the original is age 8 and up so I kind of wondered if this was their attempt to capitalize on the success of the war games like you said they looked at the numbers yeah kind of went okay how do we hit that other audience we're mm-hmm. missing and this was a way of providing a uh, you know a war game experience but in a very simplified form yeah and then kind of tying back to their 1940 whatever it was version of it yeah so I mean like they're familiar with it And they just thought, hey, let's, you know, I mean, it could be a manufacturing thing. I mean, they've been doing injection molding for a while, but maybe it was, there was some, you know, price came down or there could be some issues there where it was now viable to do. Mm -hmm. Because it was originally very much like what we see is a plastic version. Yeah. Um, So I don't know. It'd It'd be interesting to talk to somebody at, you know. At Hasbro now, I guess to to see what what were the design decisions that led to it? Yeah, because it, it kind of feels like it came out of nowhere, but at the same time, it kind of fits. So I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I could I can definitely see people sitting around a board game going like, "The kids want war; it's what they want." Yeah, let's get them.
0: Let's get them. Let's get them what they want. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's I, and I guess the other thing is why has it stayed with us? And mm-hmm. I, I think it was it's just so simple like when you look at yeah. the board it's there's so little to it the mm-hmm. game is very st- refined in, yeah and having maybe had that pencil paper version before it i mean any of the bugs go well, what bugs really but i mean yeah. like they worked out all of the ideas and it's been distilled down to like mm-hmm. it's just a step above tic-tac-toe yep in terms of its sophistication as a game really yeah. so um I, where I really thought the interesting part of this whole thing was about the variants. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think as soon as I think about playing the game, my brain goes, I don't really want to play that game. But then I kind of think, how could you make the game better? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people have that similar thought because there's quite a few variants either by region or by, um, you know, just homebrew variants. Yeah. Uh, just by so, a need to spice up the game. Yeah. Uh, so I took a look at, uh, Wikipedia had a good list of some variants. Um, I thought I'd run through them because there's some interesting ideas in here. So, I mean, the first one was Battleship uh, scavenging from Salvo. And in the Battleship rules, they go, uh, the Salvo variation of the game is recommended for more experienced players who have become familiar with the basic game. Use the same rules as in the basic game, except uh, on your turn, call out five different shots And resolve whenever one of your ships has been sunk you lose one hit or one shot in your next salvo Mm -hmm. which makes sense you you lose firepower and for a more challenging salvo game don't disclose which of your ships has been hit right so a little bit of yeah secret information Mm -hmm. um that adds a little bit it again for i could see for a kid you know start out at eight but very quickly within a couple games you'd want to start monkeying with this
1: yeah, I will say because um, if you play the app version of Battleships that EA has put out, hmm. um, Salvo is a big chunk of it. One of the problems with Salvo is it leads to runaway victories, right? Because as you lose ships, you can cover less and less of the you know plastic ocean, yeah. looking for your opponent's ships. And when you find them, it'll take you more turns to to sink everything, right? Right. Whereas they're still scattering five shots out there. Which is there's only a hundred squares on the board, yeah. So if you're hitting five shots, you know you're covering. They're doing
0: half a row at a time.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's uh, you can you can you can pattern it out nicely.
0: Hmm. Yeah, but I guess that's more like reality in a way. Like,
1: I suppose, yeah. But you know, that's always that fine line between reality and fun. Yeah, in a a board game, especially in simulation. Yeah. So, uh, that being said, um, it does make the game a lot faster, which is nice. Yeah.
0: (laughs) it's true yeah so um so some of the house variants and the regional variants Mm -hmm. uh one variant allows players to decline to announce uh that a ship has been sunk requiring their opponent to take further shots in order to confirm that an area is clear that sounds like it would take forever Uh, another house rule allows a player to move one of their ships to a new uncalled location every fourth or fifth move Mm -hmm. um which that to me seems like a you know the idea of ship movement is a yeah that makes a lot of sense um ship attack is a development of the game that stresses analytical thought over what they say quote unquote relatively blind guessing the players use intelligence collecting tools in order to pinpoint the location of each and every vessel in the enemy fleet a reconnaissance airplane reports sequences of ship parts in a row or column a satellite image can be taken to count ship parts on a three by three square and a paratrooper can determine if one tile is populated by a ship part, or C. This variation can be played with the same board drawing on pen and paper paper version. Ship attack rules are a platform to Bimmeroo-style puzzles, I don't know those, in which one is presented with a minimal (laughs) intelligence report required to decipher an entire board. So some hidden information, but you can gather intelligence, and yeah, I kind of like that. Interesting. I like the idea that there is some kind of reconnaissance that Mm -hmm. can happen, Mm -hmm. which you know, in a secret information game that makes like, again, logical sense. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I don't know either. I, I like, I do. Yeah. I think it's a good way to speed up the early part of the game. Yeah. Cause then you're not guessing as much. It becomes about gathering intelligence and then acting on that. And
0: I guess and, end game must be just like, blah, 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 blah. Like I would imagine. Yeah. 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 It's
1: a race to like, do you start shooting first? before they start shooting. Right. Could you gather some information? So I wonder if you then I, I like the idea of just giving the number of parts within that three by three grid. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if you hear three, you could have hit the tail of three ships right. if you're playing against someone that doesn't know how to set up their board. Yeah. <laughs> or you could have a part of an aircraft carrier or you can have an entire ship in there and you don't know so where it is, what the orientation take, is. Yeah, nine so shots you're still to shooting in there. That's yeah. two rounds almost. Yeah, exactly. So, I, yeah, that's a good variation, I think. Huh.
0: Yeah. Um, and they, uh, they identify a Japanese variation of the game uh, that differs in that it uses a 5x5 five five grid on which each ship takes up one space. Uh, each player has three ships, distinguished only by the number of hits they can sustain before sinking. Ships may move in an orthogonal direction in, in lieu of firing, but the type of ship, distance, and direction of the move must be announced to one's opponent. Ships may only uh, fire on neighboring squares, including diagonals, but a near miss, um, when a square next to one's own ship is hit, must be declared as such. Regional variations include rules for multiple shots, limited ammunition, no consecutive moves, friendly fire, among others. Uh, With the increasing popularity of international version, the Japanese version has apparently lapsed into comparative obscurity, even in its native country, says the unsighted uh, Wikipedia entry. So I don't know if that's entirely true. Um, but I kind of like this. Play this with your friends. Well, your friends sound dishonest. I'm gonna be straight with you. That's you, you yeah. can't play <laughs> my childhood friends, your childhood <laughs> friends. Yes, yeah. so when you travel back in time to play battleship,
1: see, but I because this to me, it's feel that would feel more like submarines, yeah, where you're relying on instruments and not, um, and not your own visual cues that you're beside a ship. But right. I like the idea that you, well, there's a differentiation that you're all moving and that you're,
0: um, Choosing a ship to fire or move, yeah. Uh, that's, and it's a type of ship, yeah. And it has, it would have different ammunition. And a five by five and, with three ships in there, it would be close quarters to combat. It would be, yeah, one, on one by one squares, or each yeah. one is a one. So it it kind of takes. This is the closest thing so far to uh, a a whole like table top mm-hmm. war game mm-hmm. uh, kind of scenario, but played out on a five by five grid yeah so it adds like that it kind of gives you that sophistication you want yeah without being you know taking up your basement and a week of your time so it's an interesting yeah I kind of like that one yeah Um, and the next one they give is a uh, what they say is a customary uh, Russian version and I will it's known in translation as sea battle Uh, it's a comparatively simple and mostly pen and paper um, almost always played on a 10 by 10 grid and uh, depending on the rules the player may or may not take another shot on the same turn if an empty enemy ship is hit Uh, ships cannot occupy squares next to each other horizontally vertically or diagonally also the set of ships is noticeably different um oh i didn't even write those down the alternative designations are based on dated distinctions of ship classes namely of the number of gun decks for age of sail and the number of uh funnels for earlier steam powered ships so i like that concept that mm-hmm. you are now the classes of ships are changing you could even go different time periods right. you could be like oh this is only in you know uh the 1850s what what technology is available right um that that's a pretty cool idea yeah i think again it's giving the the a game that seems to be on on a surface a tic-tac-toe game it's giving it a kind of depth that uh it, it, it's a more rich experience and also becomes there's a story that can start evolving if you actually start adding like historical yeah. information and again it doesn't have to become a huge war game but it, it, it takes those nice little elements those little mm-hmm. nuggets that i think we like from that yeah but um if you really want to get into you know uh, the depth you can literally do it with the uh, the slovenian tw- 2001 version that's in 3d uh i've never heard of this it sounds pretty cool it uh takes the pen and paper format but uh, the 3d grid is five by five by five and each ship must be placed within three coordinates no diagonal placing is allowed i have no idea how that would like logically function i guess your ship has depth to it i don't understand
1: yeah so so each grid would be above the other grid yeah right so you have an x y and z coordinate yeah so your ship could be like at a five three so you'd be on the third level the third deck if you think of those decks i guess that must be a five right yeah Yeah. so but the weird thing like I, what i don't understand is how what are you simulating i don't know there i could see that with like is a whole breach like yeah. you have
0: to be like oh we got them in the, you know we've hit the but side you're
1: still but you only exist in one plane of the 3d plane well, where's water That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it doesn't, it doesn't work for ships. Maybe on the
0: second or third plane, then maybe a part of your ship is below water.
1: I look at that version. I think, okay, it's the same game, but it takes three times as long (laughs) or five times as long. It it hurts my head 12 times as much. Yeah, So it's, I don't know.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah so thank you wikipedia i don't know how these could just be all like uh some fever dream somebody just typed in (laughs) i got a variation for you guys (laughs) or something they really want to have happen they'll be like yeah no it's an old slovenian version we should try it
1: because when
0: in pakistan i was playing battleship (laughs) yeah i I don't know um but (laughs) i i think it hit upon an interesting idea which was that uh it's the variations are what I would want out of this. Like, I think Mm -hmm. I played this with my kids and I would want variation immediately. And I think they would too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of, you know, you want real world mechanics. You want limited ammo, boat movement, different boat styles, firing speed or Mm -hmm. firing range, um, speed of movement. And it wouldn't take a lot to create a lot, a much more sophisticated, sophisticated game with a small, you know, you could, you could even have a little table. Yeah. A little bit of extra rule set i don't think it would take much to implement but make the game a billion times better mm-hmm. um yeah anyway so i'm kind of intrigued now it, i i i've came at this thinking I'll, i'd like to figure out why battleship is a thing and now i'm walking away going huh, i actually want to kind of monkey with battleship yeah so that's kind of cool yeah, yeah like you you i can see your no eye, i'm, I'm, thinking, you of it, I'm exactly. thinking of variants i'm thinking of variants right but, now and it's, well, yeah. it inspires that i think once you start yeah. realizing the potential you're like this is like a beautiful blank canvas in a way yeah. that you could start tweaking
1: and i think simple games are the best games to tweak
0: yeah exactly yeah. There, there's a familiarity that most mm-hmm. people have with it and yet you it's just mm-hmm. yeah it, there's it it's nice when somebody has a comfort level with the thing and you introduce one or two yeah. little mechanical tweaks and yeah so there's i don't know there's some potential there to do something i, I agree no i really i literally was in my own head there yeah i could see that you great podcasting thought, you, you yes <laughs> and jeff's got a thought it's going from one side of his brain to the other side Uh, i can see the thought Mm -hmm. the thought's moving around there there's the thought the thought is about to escape his mouth nope nope mouth closes again jeff's still thinking i you know what the same way this talk here is making me actually want
1: to play battleship which i have not played in
0: i like years well we should, should i i'd like to destroy you uh i'm gonna sink your battleship all right well until next time i've been james and i'm jeff